0: Hi, guys, my name is Jason L. Parker, and welcome to the Engage Athletics Leadership Podcast. Yes, this is the show that's all about helping ADs and coaches find their way. Here we'll discuss clarity, goal setting, best practices, and everything in between. We want you to thrive internally with our families and in our positions as ADs and coaches. Enjoy the show. In our what's going on today, I want to let you guys know that we have gone over 50 subscribers. Uh, that's something that excites me. Maybe not a big deal to you guys, but we have gone on over 50 in our last episode, in our last two episodes, actually. So that's just a testament to you all out there watching, or listening, rather, and sharing. I appreciate you guys. Uh, this is something I do for fun. Uh, but I really do think it it brings a lot of value and I really love community. And so I think the more we connect with one another, not only for networking purposes and and help with the profession and learning more about what others are doing, uh, strengthening our ability to to have contacts all across uh, the nation and things of, of that nature. But also just the friendships and, and knowing more about what other athletic leaders are going through on the personal side of things has been just transformational for me. And so this is really fun and I, I appreciate you guys' support. And that is what's going on. Also, we will have one more uh, episode in this uh, month series on uh, promotion in the profession. And it's going to be a stellar one. Uh, We want to focus on going from a coach to an athlete, an administrator, uh, whether it's an athletic director or a superintendent or principal. But that'll be what's next up. Um, But again, thanks for listening. In today's Extra Point, I want to go a little bit away from the typical thing we normally do in Extra Point. I normally mention a sponsor or a different um, technology or some type of equipment or provider that I'm using as an athletic director or that I hear about coaches are using. Um, Today is really more of a quick tip, Um, and it's to be sure to have regular meetings. Okay, if you're an athletic leader, and you're in a position of um, a head coach or an administrator, or you are over a position group, whatever it may be, make sure that you are having regular scheduled meetings um, that are occurring at generally the same times every week or month, however often you're doing them. And record them in some form or fashion, whether that's through a, a, an agenda, whether that's through an email, whether that's through um, a PowerPoint, make sure you have a log. Um, that's going to come a long way. That's going to go a long way for you rather in helping you uh, to prove your competency and even uh, may help you if you get in a situation uh, where you need to demonstrate that, that certain people have been told certain things um, and that you've you've taught certain points, uh, different things of that nature. But I know a lot of people and a lot of athletic directors that I talk to are, are sometimes uh, hit and miss with the meetings. Uh, we definitely want to make sure uh, we're having those meetings. Sometimes it's really hard also because you don't we're we're so busy as as athletic leaders and educational professionals that you don't want to commandeer people's time by continually asking them to come in for for let, yet another thing but these are important they don't have to be long and there are always questions that come up and different issues that are addressed that ultimately end up being very Pivotal in in day-to-day operations. So make sure you have those regularly scheduled meetings. Uh, Today's episode is a treat. We have coach Bobby Allison from Tulsa Memorial High School, uh, who has been a three-time state champion um, and competed for the state championship as a runner-up and and even as a semifinalist. And that's all within the last five years. And so needless to say, he, he is very knowledgeable. Um, but also why while, while we are enter- interviewing him is because he actually came from uh, an assistant, from an adjunct even, into not only becoming a head coach, but he's skyrocketed to the top of his profession. So he, he, he really uh, leaves some jewels for you in there. I uh, hope everybody comes away with a few notes from the interview we did have some technical difficulties uh he's he's actually in the country we recorded this over fall break um so we didn't have great reception but nevertheless i think it's going to be some some things you can come away with so again enjoy the show and thanks for listening Well, hello, and welcome to the Engage Athletics Podcast. And I am so happy to have our distinguished, esteemed guest on the show today, Head Coach Bobby Allison of Tulsa Memorial High School. How are you, Coach?
1: Thanks for having
0: me on. Hey, it's an honor for us as well. Everybody out here, this is such a treat because Coach, Allison has literally started from the bottom, from the entry level and worked his way up not only to becoming a head coach, but one of the best in the business, not only in Oklahoma, but I really believe in all of my travels and in all the people I know from all across the nation. He is one of the best coaches to do it in all of America right now. I'm talking about a guy who started off at our alma mater as a student teaching coach, uh, just. 12 short years ago, and since then has risen from being really an adjunct coach or student assistant, student teacher, to being an assistant at the varsity level at Muskogee High School from 2008 to 2011. Then he finally embarked upon his first head coaching opportunity um, in Morris at a 3A school here in Oklahoma, and in 2013 moved up to to Tulsa Memorial High Came back to our alma mater, where he has since led the charges to three state championships, uh, one runner-up, and one semi appearance. Uh, so really, vying for state each and every year of his tenure as a head coach there at Memorial. Coach, that that's an awesome, awesome tenure, um, uh, start of a career for anybody. But. Um, It has to be especially sweet to be doing it at your alma mater.
1: Uh, There's no doubt about that, Jason. It's been kind of a dream come true the last five years at Memorial, what we've been able to do with the the great staff that I got, uh, uh, unbelievable players, administration. And like you know, Jason, being from there and playing there and being one of the best that ever played there, the tradition and kind of just what it means at Memorial, to win at that level and uh, just the tradition, the pride, the program carries itself with and to be able to be, uh, be fortunate enough to be the head coach these five years is the true dream of it so much. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you, Bobby, with, with you, and I'll tell all the, the listeners out there, Tulsa Memorial high school bas- boys basketball has not had very many coaches. I would say, especially in the last 20 years, But it has has been known as a great program. And Bobby, actually, Coach Allison, was actually – we played on the same team. And so I've known Bobby Mm -hmm. for years. But nevertheless, when that position opened, I wasn't sure. Just because we've always had a stalwart Mm -hmm. that's been in there for years. But what I can say is Coach Allison's humility – his, his deep well of knowledge that he has for the game and his quiet confidence uh, exudes and, and has just put that program exactly where it needs to be really from day one. And so it has been impressive just to, to get to know you as a coach, uh, to see your maturation and to see the way you've handled that program. It's such a blessing for me to, to be able to walk in that gym or come to a game and it still feels like home and that's just a kudos a testament to you.
1: Well, that's awesome. And you're exactly right about the number of head coaches we've had. I think we've had basketball at Tulsa Memorial fifty plus years, Jason, and I think we've only had six head coaches. And yeah. uh and linked together, there's not been a big gap in camaraderie. Right. I mean, Michael, O'Rour- Michael O'Rourke Michael and Robert Sprague and Eric Savage, you know, I taught I mean I I I talked to all Within the year. I mean, I talk to Coach Savage and Coach Sprague on a weekly basis. So there's no gaps as far as, you know, what's, you know, egos or, you know, my way, our way. It's kind of, we're, we're all speaking the same language when we talk about Memorial and we're all connected to the same players. I mean, the fact that guys like me and you were in seventh hour together back right. when you were competing for state championships and teammates of yours are friends of mine and vice versa. It's, uh, with the, bond which is really really special and rare there's, don't, there's not very many athletic programs in Oklahoma that have that unity over decades not just right. five or ten years but really decades of we're together
0: that's awesome well it, it this is especially a treat for the listeners because in this month's topic on priming for promotion uh, putting athletic leaders in positions to get promotion, I think that you are the paradigm when it comes from uh, starting at an adjunct position and escalating up to the head coaching seat. But not only that, um, going to the highest levels and then taking your team, your school, um, your program to the highest levels. And so we just want to break this down for for everybody today. And, and I think yeah. you guys will will have some great knowledge to take home with you. So, so get your pads and pencils out. But anyway, how we're breaking this down coach this month is, is with the acronym prep, uh, in order to prepare our athletic leaders for promotion, we want to use P R E P. And the first P, um, in that acronym, in those acronyms stands for plan. And so my question to you is when it came to your promotion, uh, and that's at any part of your career, but obviously, uh, one of your head coaching promotions, what was the plan? And even going back to the beginning as a student teacher or maybe mm-hmm. even in college or high school, I don't know. But tell us, right. what was your ultimate plan, your ultimate goal um, when you when you first got started?
1: Right. Well, I, uh, Jason, that's a great question. And uh, really the plan started with, uh, I mean, I can remember early on in my, You know, back when we were in high school, wanting to be a coach because of the impact you could have daily and the this kind of the motivation behind each day's purpose in coaching. So I've had a plan to want to be a coach, and I knew that I needed to get my education degree because I needed to be in the classroom, to be fully encompassed into a school and everything that that entails. So I knew I needed to take care of my college degree. I knew I needed to get certified in teaching, which, you know, were all plans and goals, The second I got done with high school, I I set forth kind of getting that accomplished, getting my college degree. And so once I got that accomplished and I was doing my student teaching at Memorial, my plan was to get as ready as possible for the day that I hopefully can become a head coach. And, you know, like we talked earlier, Jason, I began coaching in August of 2006, and I carried a journal with me daily.
0: That's awesome.
1: Uh, and I just would make notes. I would make notes of things that maybe I agreed with with the coach, Coach Savage or Coach Sprague, seeing him as an athletic director, or Coach Anderson, who was kind of I was under as an assistant coach as well. And I just made daily notes of positive things I saw they did or maybe something I maybe would do slightly different. And, you know, I'd, I'd carry that notebook around when I'd be watching a game on ESPN or a Final Four game or I'd see an interview or I'd see – somebody's body language one way or the other and it just kind of grew and I just I I really retained knowledge from just not only kept something catching my eye but then putting that pen to paper and I I got just notes and notebooks of just different ideas and some of it looks like gibberish and some of it you know I can't even understand now looking back at it but it it gave me uh, a retention and it made it it made each little focus thing each little thing stay with me Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just it's just something i did really since august of 2006 and uh, i continue to do i always try to have a note pen and paper notebook on me in my car or in my office or in my classroom and whether i'm watching a game and once you start it like i did in 2006 uh it's hard to turn it off which is a blessing and can be a curse because there's i mean mean, constantly it's I, i i don't it's not it hadn't been turned off yet. There's times where I'm <laughs> able to maybe relax a little bit more, but like, as you talk about the plan, uh, constantly looking for ways to get better and looking for ways to improve and looking for what to build a team or a program, make a night grade team better, make a JV better. How can I make uh, how can I improve a relationship with a principal or how can I improve a relationship with between parents and players, all that planning and stuff, uh, has just gone into these notebooks and stuff. And some of the stuff I've had to learn the hard way and some of the stuff. Uh, just through uh, just through grace and paying attention.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, you mentioned relationships and that's
1: our R mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, right on in the acronym P R E P. And so when we talk about relationships, obviously, and you, you, you mentioned it earlier, but being within the Memorial, the Tulsa Memorial, fold if you will mm-hmm. um the, the relationships have kind of come quite naturally but talk a little bit yeah. about how you've leveraged those relationships how you um really taken advantage of who you know by by learning from them by getting the most mm-hmm. out of those relationships and, and also i've seen you provide a lot of value in, within those relationships. Right. so just talk about a, a little bit about how relationships has helped <laughs> really pave your pathway to promotion
1: uh, uh, that's awesome uh, relationships have been second to none especially in this coaching and teaching profession really in life I mean I, I can't think of any worthwhile professional where relationships aren't important and even relationships in our lives between husband and wife True. and friends and colleagues and So really building relationships, Jason, regardless of it in sports or regardless in business or anything, you know more than anybody how important that is to be able to connect people. And that's what relationships are to me. Uh, You know, my relationships through the people I've worked under has been uh, so huge. And the level of respect I have for the people I've worked under and and worked with Mm -hmm. and just Building from those relationships, from Coach Sprague, seeing his relationships with the players growing up. I mean, you were coached by him and Coach Savage, and you knew how important not only the X's and O's and playing was, but the relationships with him and his players, and vice, and also the relationships between team uh, players, and really trying to build that kind of the, those bonds and those foundations with. Well, let, and
0: let me ask you this, res-
1: Coach: respect you, and stuff.
0: You. you... Obviously, relationships are important mm-hmm. to you, but right. at the same right. time, you you kind of take relationships to another level because you mentioned it earlier, but you still connect with those coaches mm-hmm. on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. You right. know, they, after right. you've gotten your position, you still connect with those right. people. Even myself, you know, uh, when you first got the job, right. you said, Jason, you know, I really want to bring alumni back and connect with alumni. And I'm like, that's great. Fast forward five mm-hmm. years later, I still get texts. I still get updates. Mm-hmm. I still get letters. I still get calls. So what is right. it that allows you to continue to to find value and bring value in those relationships?
1: Well, a lot of it, uh, the word that comes to mind when, you, when you're saying these things is kind of remembering your roots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's That's just awesome. kind of, it's just, you know, if for a second, I think that the people before me in Memorial basketball aren't of the most value and the people in my relation, in my work life, like coach Terry Scott, who I was lucky to work with at Muskogee, right. who had a good relationship with coach Sprague and coach Savage. They got me to Muskogee where I got to learn even more and my roots got to grow even stronger. And if I don't keep a contact with his, with my relationship with him, which is so strong and, you know, players like you who, you know, had so many great moments and, so many big time games and teammates of mine who I, you know, just if, if, if that's not strengthened and if you don't like kind of water those roots, then you kind of lose focus of who you are. Uh, then I would lose. I can only speak for myself. But if I didn't strengthen those relationships, continually water those roots, then I, eventually I would kind of just kind of just go off I'd lose my foundation and that's why i try to remember to talk to as many people as i can from the past because it's amazing how many times just in the conversations with you it brings up memories and kind of learning learning times and learning styles that was incorporated in our youth or when it was early in the coaching career or whatnot because there's a, you know all that stuff is such great teaching moments and reflective moments and kind of you don't want to look back too much but it's also it's good to remember. Yeah, that
0: that's phenomenal. And I want everybody out there listening to know, I, I hear you saying two things. Number one, continuing those connections uh, in those relationships mm-hmm. you've developed, not only open pathways for you, but they, they keep you grounded and they keep you humble. And I think everybody mm-hmm. needs to remember their roots uh, in order to right. have the type of long-term sustained success like you're, you're experiencing. Secondly, I want you guys to know that relationships run deep okay because even my basketball head coach who we've hired coach Ricky Bruner was really mm-hmm. uh you had a lot to do with that you letting me know that you had a relationship with with him and that he had spent time right. you know under your tutelage and, and you thought a lot of them uh that and, and, and that may not have been a relationship at the time coach Bruner you know thought hey this is going to be the my pathway to promotion but but right behold it is and, and that is just the importance of of not only establishing those relationships but keeping them going
1: no no doubt so that's exactly that's right awesome. well listen let's move on to
0: our e in prep uh-huh. which is, stands for education and experience and what i really want our athletic right. leaders to get out of this segment is the fact that education is so important for us as athletic leaders we need uh, more leaders who are in the classroom who have gotten that degree gotten those certifications and then secondly on the experience standpoint um, capitalize on each and every experience and I think you are the paradigm for this because you mentioned that you went from being a student athlete student teacher into Mm -hmm. being a para you, you mm-hmm. got the certifications to become a teacher, and then you took advantage of each and every experience that you went through um, in order to, to get to where you were wanting to go. So talk a little bit about the importance of how education and your experience have both played a role in, in your pr- promotion, that
1: is. Definitely. Uh, well, education part, uh, to me, it was, uh, I wanted to get to the classroom because, uh, you know, when I... When young age that I wanted to be a high school coach I also knew that I I mean I had a um, real I had a good grasp of history as well so I was like you know two birds with one stone I enjoy history I want to be a, you know I want to be in the club I want to be in the classroom I want to coach basketball so you know I studied uh, history at University of uh, Eastern State University and I when I decided to go into history I got that I got that done got my certification and the teaching job wasn't open when I first got, a, got my degree after I finished my student teaching. So I, uh, I either could – there was a few jobs, a few small school jobs that I could be assistant for, or Coach Savage and Sprague said "There's the para position open at Memorial and we can wait another 365. You, uh, you can para here. You can be an assistant coach here. And maybe a job that uh, at a higher, higher level basketball program might op- open up in a year. And in, in the meantime, you can work with us and we can hopefully work towards a state championship and waiting the pros. And it was one of the best decisions I made, Jason, because being a para, I had my degree, I have had my certification, but being a parent at that time, it also gave me uh, another level of depth towards uh, to being a school building and what's what it's like to, uh, for the special education teachers and what they go through and just, uh. It, it opened up another level of humility, as you'd say, because if I would have just gone straight to the classroom, uh, that year, uh, 07, 08, when I was a para, it really, it really gave me a, a, a whole sense of education and a whole, like, who, what it, how it can touch everybody's life, not All only right. the gifted and talented, not only the great student kids that, uh, have some misfortunes right. that I've overcome, but it but it also it it built a, you know a patience with me. It also made me appreciate uh, just uh, the good grace that the Lord has gave me as far as you know healthy mind, a healthy spirit, and all, whatnot. So it was a great year for me, and it was a year also we were able to uh, win the state championship in 2008. There, in an, this, lo and behold, 365 days later. That, uh, that teaching job did open up, but it was at Muskogee, and Coach Scott had a offer for me as a history teacher there, and it it just kind of, it's one of those things where it's just, you know, it's, you don't know, you don't know how good, uh, you don't know your path that you're going on until it kind of all comes together, and then it all makes sense, but without that 08 year, and really appreciating everything that I, here as a para, and And then it made me even more ready for the classroom. Oh, for sure. It made me realize, realize, you know, it made me very more empathetic. For sure. I mean, in terms of all, in all, in all realms of education. And
0: like I said, I can't, I can't tell the listeners enough how, how good that is. I mean, because number one, you prioritize education to get to where you want it to go. A lot of people... Won't do that, I, and I see a lot of people, even even the para position. That's an awesome position to be able to get your foot in the mm-hmm. door, but ultimately you want to build off of that. And I see so many people Definitely. who are stuck in in the para position and really have a ceiling on how high they can go because they're not doing their own work in the classroom. Outside right. of that, you also took that para position, that experience and leveraged it to learn more about the school, to learn more, to Mm -hmm. get yourself in a position to learn more about basketball and being a coach and being in a great Mm -hmm. program. And so what I want to issue as a, as a challenge, as an action item to everybody out there, that's an adjunct everybody out there. That's an assistant that he did this in two years, guys, it doesn't take long to get out there and get your certifications our last guest, Isaiah Washington, did it in a year. Set your calendar, mm-hmm. get those tests passed, get the education you need, so you can make the difference that you're called to make. And while you're Definitely. doing it, take advantage of those experiences. That that that's just so awesome. I, I I couldn't have written it up better. But let's move on and let's talk about polish. That's our P polishing. So you got the plan, you got the relationships, you got the education, you got the experience. Tell me how you polish yourself, because I see so many athletic leaders out there that are just not preparing either on a daily basis or even if it be for ultimate opportunity, like a like a big game or like an interview. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about how polishing yourself played a
1: role in your ultimate promotion. Right, definitely. Well, the biggest thing I could say with the polishing of my career is every day, every practice that I've been in with, every game, uh, every shoot around, every open gym, every scout, I have put as much positive energy and as much preparation into that as possible, that when then when it came to game time, and then when it came to being ready for that moment, I uh, I have tra- I trained my mind through hard work and practice, through going against great coaches in practice and learning from great coaches, and uh, that when it came to the game time, uh, you know you, you're not you, you can't ever simulate a game a hundred percent, but through. Keeping the locker room clean, keeping a you know your med bag organized, keeping you know getting your scheduling all together, taking crossing uh, crossing the Ts, dotting the i's, all those little things. What can I control? What can I, what can I, what distractions can I eliminate when I'm polishing my game? When I'm polishing my craft, what what things can I eliminate that? So when it's time to focus 100% on the game at hand or the scrimmage or the practice at hand, what can I do in the classroom? What can I do here? That when I cross those lines and it's on the court time, I am zeroed in 100% focused with no distractions. And that's the number one thing when you say polish, Jason, that I try to, try to clean up is let's eliminate all the distractions. Let's get all the little things out of the way, the things you might not want to do during the day. Let's get those taken care of with a positive attitude. And that way, when it's time to go to work and you're preparing or you're playing or you're coaching, let's eliminate distractions with that. Let's eliminate excuses by getting taking care of all the little things, cleaning your corners, and then go to work. And listen, I can attest to that, guys, because Coach Allison
0: not only talks it, he lives it. I mean, he's 100% in every time you meet him. His, his focus, his intensity – uh is tangible he he's gone so far to eliminate distractions that he doesn't even have a smartphone we almost couldn't do this interview if not for for his fiance so i i know he's about that a hundred percent and no that's a great answer uh i think so many of us have to work on that polishing angle honestly sometimes we just get busy and we think hey i'm doing oh, so no much doubt. effort um and, and just not taking care of cleaning those corners as you mentioned. Just those little right. things right. uh not only prepare us for ultimate opportunities, but they also remind us that every moment counts. And I love mm-hmm. that. If, if everybody no, can remember that that every moment counts, not only for our ourselves, but also for our student athletes, every moment counts. So let's take advantage. I love the fact it, that you're I'll give doing you that.
1: I'll give you two examples, Jason. Uh, this is this is just me being this in my own ways. And this is kind of this is just how I some of this stuff is symbolic and some of it is I, I use daily. But two examples with practice at five o'clock on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it may be. We, we have our, our my manager, student assistant, he puts the jerseys in the in the laundry bin. And he puts them in the wash. And, you know, some days you might, some coaches might say, oh, we'll just leave them, we'll wash the practice jerseys tomorrow, or we'll wash them, you know, we'll leave them in the washer and hang them the next day. So between five and six, while the jerseys are washing, I'm trying to prep for the next day when my running fresh, or maybe I'm, you know, getting something organized, cleaning up something around, maybe watching film, watching something but I always leave the arena with the jerseys hung the next day that, because I don't, I just want it. I want that to be ready for when the kids walk in the next day. I don't right. want to ever one less thing, you know, and that's one less thing, just get it done. Just who cares if you got, if you got to get home at five 30, it's at six instead of five 30, that 30 minutes that me, as far as how I begin my next right. day. And the, and the other thing, silly as can be but just it just comes to my mind when you talk about polishing when i'm driving in my driveway i uh, i never pull in my driveway i always back in my driveway in the morning i always pull out like i'm going forward right and i don't know why i've just been doing that the last 15 years i just i'd rather reverse in and i'd rather go forward in the morning than reverse in the morning and that there's just something mindset wise that that just that just puts me in a forward-thinking mindset awesome. that uh that I, I you know it's just goofy as hell right. and, you know it's just one of those things but those two things come to my mind as far as polishing and preparation that aren't the biggest deals in the world right. if you don't do that stuff you're you're not you're not worse for it but that that just sets that just puts me in a mindset where i'm attacking instead of preventing.
0: I can dig it. I love it. I love it. Well,
1: that was P-R-E-P. And and three Mm -hmm. questions
0: I ask every single guest are three to go. And these are just rapid fire questions. And hopefully that helps people know a little bit more about um, what has helped lead you to your ultimate success. But Mm -hmm. question number one, coach, is why do you coach?
1: Oh, number one reason why I coach is because it inspires me to help and hopefully inspire others i i get i get more out of this selfishly than maybe the players do or maybe you know i you know selfishly it makes me happy i hate to say it like that but it makes me happy to hopefully help others i really really get a sense of purpose from it every day i ever since i remember watching great coaches that coached me in high school and watching coach scott coach in muskogee and watching just any great coach throughout our lives that we've been inspired on the TV or anything. It's, there's something really special about getting a group of people to believe in a common goal, uh, to forget about the individual needs, to forget to, to really think about a team goal, to lose their in a the team. And because of that, because they become better individuals and it's just, you know, it's fun because each year is different. Each day is different, but I, uh, selfishly I get a lot out of it because it's it's such a rewarding profession it's a challenging profession but it's also something that uh you know and the relationships like we've talked about and everything that we've talked about today the fact that me and you can have a conversation today that's so positive and point and respectful and you just you just get a profession so uh
0: I love uh, it. I mean,
1: those are kind of that's why that's why that's why I'm lucky to call myself a coach, and that's, that's why I'm lucky to do this. So that's, okay, that's why. That's awesome. Question number two: How do you educate yourself? Uh, that's a great. I love that question, Jason, because it, like I said earlier, uh, ever since I've opened up that notebook and started writing stuff down and start learning from other people, and there's so many great coaches in the state of Oklahoma basketball wise. Football-wise, just throughout throughout this state, uh, a continuous learning. Jason, I mean, whether it be looking something on YouTube or seeing something, seeing the press conference and seeing coaches talk about you know the intricacies of their team, or seeing you know different sets that Brad Stevens might run with the Celtics when they play a game last night, or seeing just just anything, anything. You just continually you know, like I said, I haven't turned it off. I'm not planning on turning it off, but it's just you continuously are looking for ways to get better, to grow, improve and um, and yeah, not not turning off the engine not turning off the engine, but also realizing that I need to learn more. And the, no so matter it so- how much success we've had. So it sounds
0: like you don't necessarily have I, a specific uh, way of education educating yourself. Sounds like you take education from
1: everything. Yeah, it, no. I mean, I could be driving down the road listening to a good song, and the song's talking about humility or learning from mistakes. Or I could learn, you know, it, it's you could, awesome. so you could learn from anything. So you could learn from anything at any moment. So so in so, in essence, yeah,
0: you just keep those radars up. You're you're always looking for yeah, opportunities, yeah. and and that says a lot always. about you. And I can I can see that. Like I said, even in your relationships, the fact that you're constantly mm-hmm. pinging ideas off of people, constantly contacting people that just lets me know that you're always in a, in a, in a mind state, in a spiritual state of, of being receptive to whatever yeah, yeah, you know that's out there. That's, that's exactly, exactly right.
1: You're exactly right. And that comes from like we've talked about having positive relationships and, and, and putting positive people around your life. That's awesome.
0: Well, our final question, coach is,
1: what mm-hmm. habit helps you
0: to be in a prime state? What do you do to get into bobby allison's best mode whether it's physically spiritually Mm -hmm. mentally what what is your thing what's what's that habit
1: oh well i i'd like to think of combinations of things like i like to get you know i'm mad at myself if i don't get a 15 to 25 minute run in before a practice you know i feel like i'm as positive as a coach if i don't you know get a sweat going uh, because we got, I got sixth hour plan after I get done with my planning for the day. You know, we got the gym ready to go. I'd like to get, you know, at least a 15 to 30 minute run in that way. I can kind of get out, kind of put myself myself physically. Sometimes you never know when you exert yourself physically, where your mind can wander or, you know, where you could put yourself, you know, in the state of an athlete and just kind of, I, that really helps me kind of prime my engine. Uh, you know, obviously prayer jason you know i can't uh you never know when you might find yourself in you know needing to talk to god and right. uh, I, I i love i love prayer you know in the morning on a drive to school in a quiet moment after you get done with a game or before a game you know just kind of reflect and realize there's there's forces out there greater than you and uh you know, another way to prime is just to be thankful and grateful. You know, once in a before games, I'll send people that I love text me. It kind of just centers you, reminds you that, uh, you know, no matter what, win or lose, because at the end of the day, the winning's great. You know, people celebrate winning, celebrate scoring more points than the other team. But uh, if you can be grateful and you can have people in life that you just say thank you to um you, you know what whether you win or lose you know those people got your back regardless of the score and you remember those folks then you really can't lose regardless of the scoreboard as long as you remember who's got your back when it really counts so that's awesome that's that, awesome that, that, and I that helps me and I gotta that, say that helps I, I,
0: I, I've been a recipient of some of those text messages and I certainly appreciate yes it. so that is that's yeah awesome, definitely man. that is
1: awesome definitely
0: well yeah well, man, I appreciate this so much. I know our listeners are going to get so much out of it. You are always welcome back, and, and thank
1: you again, Coach. Definitely. Definitely, Jason. Look forward to it, and uh, thanks for having me. And come on out to the gym anytime. We look forward to seeing you at some games, and we're scrimmaging Sepulpa on the 1st. That, that ought to be two of the best teams in Oklahoma playing yeah, November be 1st big, at Memorial. That'll be a big It's going to be fun. We'll talk to you soon, Yeah, I look forward to seeing you. Sounds great, right. Jason. Bye.